everybody, welcome to another episode of the Speaker Geek Podcast. I'm your host, Steve O. Steve. And I'm your host, Tommy T, in the building once again. What's up, man? What's up, dog? Man, this is what? Uh, our third episode of the new year? Or our second? Second episode of the new year. Second of the new year. Number 2020. Of the new year. You got to say 2020, man. You can't just say 20. Like, nope. like we discussed. Because I put 2017 on your ass. <laughs> You'll be signed for another couple years. Right, right. <laughs> nah, I'm That's not that dirty, funny, folks. I'm not that dirty. <laughs> it's, it's sad that people would do that, though. I hey, think that's, I that's terrible, man. We got to get right in 2020, man. Yeah. Anyway, you know, yeah. Craziness. Folks are crazy craziness, out here, man. man. Just, just doesn't make sense. Ah. Man, so we got a good episode. At least I think um, a lot of time and, and effort was put into this episode. So on my behalf, uh, <laughs> so, but um, this episode, really, we talking about um, posthumous music. Post death, post death <laughs> music. Uh, That's one of my expensive <laughs> words. From <laughs> as I tell my wife, my college words. Posthumous. What's the word of the day? Posthumous. Posthumous. I hope we're pronouncing that right. But I if we're so. not, if so we're not, what? we you know look it up anyway. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about music of being released um, after. An artist dies. Um, yes. Yeah. So it should be an interesting conversation. But before we get into that, bro, what have you been listening to this week to get you through? All right, man, this week. So, man, this week seemed like the longest week ever. Yes, so, it did. Uh, I listened to like a ton of stuff <laughs> to get me through it. But um, so uh, pretty much, man, I went back. I kind of started off my week with some man, Big Crick. Uh, the essentials on the Apple Music and man, I just went through Big Crick stuff and just kind of just let yeah. it ride, let it ride, let it ride. And yeah. uh, as a fun fact for you people out there, uh, and we may use this as a question one day to give some stuff away, which would be pretty cool. But um, yeah, it would be dope. my favorite Big Crick album—not uh, album, but song of all time. My favorite, just one that's my favorite. There's two. One is Hometown. Yeah. And the other one is The Vent. Okay. Okay. I, I love those records. Those are like okay. my favorite two records of all time from Big Creek. And um, that's a fun fact for y'all. So remember that because one day we're going to get something away. And I'm like, <laughs> what's Steve O'Steve's favorite records? And you're going to have to answer it. Yeah. So, I'm probably, but uh, after I'm, that, I'm uh, probably like, bro, what'd you say again? <laughs> yeah. See, see, not even going to tell you. But, uh, you know, after that, man, uh, my homeboy Jody Joe, my homeboy Jody, uh, and that's my dog, man. Sometimes we, it's funny, we don't have community, like, we mainly, uh, like, we'll text each other your songs yeah. that we're listening to, to, like, kind of, you know, if it's hitting, and just kind of be like, you know, yeah. I don't know, just take you back to whatever. Right, and, like, right, right. He sent me, man, a little Boosie song, so I started listening to uh, that Boosie, that Super Bad album. Yeah. Uh, and then, man, I listened to the Carter. I don't know what got me on the Carter, man. but I listened to the Carter. Uh, You're really I taking to the it back, man. Yeah, man. And then um, that was a classic, course, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like, I like. Ah, we still had a debate if Carter One is better than Carter Two, but um, that'll be for another podcast. Yeah, save that, save that. <laughs> but um, goodness gracious. But uh, and then of course, you know, on Friday. You know, Apple is dropping all the drop starts to drop. So, man, I listen to that, uh, Quando Rondo, that Q-Pac. Yeah. Uh, listen to that Money Back, yo, Time Served. Yeah. Man, I listen to that Red Man. It, it's called the Three Joint EP. Yeah. And it's literally only three joints on it. Um, what you think I listen about to it? this, man, it's Red Man being Red Man, man. Dope lyrics, funny lyrics, and, you know, for the if you ever had a chance to experience Red Man's music, you really kind of understand that man. Red Man was Red Man could spit. Yeah, he was dope. Um, and not for everybody, but hey, you know I, I liked it a lot. But I, I like a Red Man, man guy more Me than too. a Red Man guy. I still think Method Man is like one of the greatest of all time. But that's 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 me, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, I'm just saying. Method Man was dope. Red Man, uh, Red Man, and Method Man was dope. But uh, come and drop two songs, my fancy 
free uh crap, hold on. My fancy free future love. Yeah. Which it, it's really the same song. It's like it's like a single album that he dropped with just the two songs. Um uh, and then uh man, I got on the diary of uh Alicia Keys. <laughs> uh and then man, I got on some future because that future and Drake record dropped. Yeah. Uh, I think it was probably like it was yesterday, wasn't early it? Early Friday, Friday morning. Yeah. yeah. Um, so man, which is hard. And then uh I listened to Usher album A. I told you it's been a long week, so I just kind of blew it through has some music. It's a long week with everything you gonna listen to. I'm like, man, my list yeah. ain't, ain't quite as long as that. <laughs> I, I just want to get everybody in because kind of see why I went this week. You know, my up and my down and my up again. Yeah, so after I, I listened to that Usher album, the uh, A, which was produced by Zaytoven, which man, I love that record. I mean, not record, but the whole album. Um, then man, I went on to the Project Pack. Cause I was testing out the headphones last night yeah. <laughs> with the new uh with the new auxiliary cord. Oh, okay. And so, man, I listened to Project Pat, which led me to uh Three Six Mafia. Uh, I listened to both the end and Chapter Two World Domination. Um, and then, man, there was some Mary J. Blige. And then this morning, I just kind of put myself in the mode of the podcast by listening to some Pac, uh, Greatest Hits, and then stumbled yeah. across the John B. That are you still down? Yeah. So if you start hearing me sing that. Now, are you still down doing a podcast? Just know it's, it's stuck in my head because I like this song. That's yeah. crazy, yeah. bro. Yeah, so. you've been around the world. Yeah, man. This week, been man. Been around the world. Why, why, why? Right. Okay. Man, yeah. like, yeah. I haven't, like I haven't come close to you, to what you was listening to, bro. Like, of course, I listened to the, uh, the Future Drake uh, song. But um, gotcha. one song that just stuck out to me this week was uh, that Virgil Discount with Two Chains and Schooly. I listened to that too, bro. That thing that was goes so cool. hard, man. <laughs> like, yeah. like for me, it's the beat. That's the first thing that caught my attention, and then of course, Two Chains. I'm a, I'm a fan of Two Chains, so I'm gonna listen to just about whatever he puts out. Um, the song "Blow" with uh, from Luke James. I listened to that. I ain't really too much, you know, give it a, a real listen, but it was playing. It was all right, but, you know, nothing to go brag about or whatnot. But then, mm-hmm. like, like, halfway through the week, I discovered that I was a fan of Young Dolph. <laughs> so I don't know what, uh, like, how that happened or what, what happened or whatnot, but I was like, Hey, that's all I was just I was like, man, I gotta hear that. You know, so I started yeah. listening to Young Dolph like halfway through the week. So um It's Dolph. <laughs> right. <laughs> I rock with Dolph. Um I heard that I listened to that money bag, yo, time served. It's all right. Yep. You know, um the song I like is Protect the Brand with uh featuring the baby. Um mm-hmm. he got a song with Black Youngster, that's cool. <laughs> One, two, three, four. I know it's one, two, three. Yeah, that's it. One, two, three. Um, that's cool or whatnot, but you know, but I ain't no huge fan of Moneybag, yo. Just trying to listen to him and and actually give him a chance of uh, you know, what he rapping about and stuff like that. So um that's pretty much my rock with Moneybag. That's pretty much my week, man. Cool. Because I I was listening to a lot of audiobooks this week. Like I finished uh uh, what's his uh Eric Eric Mike Michael Eric Dyson, his book about yeah. Jay Z. I finished that. Man, that man used a lot of big words. Man, <laughs> I know, I know. I got uh, I got to get on that one. I want to get on the um Michael Max. Yeah, get on the Michael Max. Yeah, and then uh, yeah. Did you finish the one that I suggested? Oh to yeah, you? bro. I finished that in a day, bro. That that John, the Go Giver. I did too. Yeah, I was like, yeah, man. This is this is this is like I'm gonna listen to it again. I'm actually gonna send it to my wife. Uh, so she can give it a listen, but um, yeah, that's the week, man. That has been awesome, my man. week. Um, word, word, word. You got any news from this week? Anything? Yeah, good? man. Um, yeah, I got a little bit of news. All right. Uh, one thing was most definitely that uh, we see that future and uh, future and Drake seem to be working together again. So, of course, we got the record. The single, so uh, pretty interesting to see what happens with that and and where that goes. Yeah. Um. After that, uh, I guess the uh, big news that kind of hit everybody 
this week was that Mac Miller is is well, I'm not saying that Mac Miller, uh R.I.P. to him, man. That's one of one of my favorite artists. But um the estate of Mac Miller announced that they would be releasing the album that he was working on before he uh had passed. So that is gonna be very interesting. And I actually listened to this to that single for a second. Yeah. Um oh man, I don't I don't know. That single was kind of I don't know. It didn't get get to me, but you know, I'm I'm ready to hear the album. Yeah, I, which, I I listened to it myself too, and and like like you, it really didn't touch me like I expected it to. But it gave yeah. that real Mac Miller feel, you know. So we still getting Mac Miller, and yeah. uh, you know, and and you know how some of these posthumous releases um, posthumous. feel. <laughs> If we're saying it wrong, look, look I don't care if I'm saying it wrong or not, man. Posthumous. I think Posthumous. that's how you say it, man. It's not how you potato, spell it. potato, right? Exactly, tomato, yeah. tomato. Um, but I feel like you know he's he's gonna give us Mac Miller, but that just want that song just wasn't for me. I guess you can yeah. say, but I probably need yeah. to listen to it again. You know, it's probably yeah. like that shirt that that shirt says. Uh, that's that song that I skipped, but turns out it was fire. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So, so yeah. So that album, from what I've read, drops January seventeenth. Yeah, definitely so, gonna check that out. I'm interested to see what how that goes. So, yeah, man, that's really uh. And the song we're talking uh, about is is called Good News. So, yep, you're a fan Good of news. Mac Miller or just curious, go check it out. Good News, uh, Mac Miller. Yep, 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 yep. Most definitely. So. so yeah, that's uh, all I got as of right now. Yeah, I didn't yeah. have any news. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah, yeah that's it. Let's that's run it. it. <laughs> <laughs> so we just go run right into it. So uh, Let's run right into it, right in that wall. Man, so, th- th- so actually, I'm glad you sp- brought that up. That actually um, is the reason why we're doing this episode now is uh, because of Mac Miller. Mac Miller died back in... I'm not sure, but he died. Um, he died on September 7, 2018. 2018. From an accidental overdose. Right. And yeah. and for him to still have enough music to release or is still releasing music um, is is pretty, pretty nice. And it's a it's a gift for for the fans. I always believe that music that's being released after the artist has passed is always a gift for the fan and for the listeners. Um, I don't feel like this music should be judged any type of way or or anything like that, because the creativity in the releasing of it, unless it was a finished album. And I think only one person that I know of had a finished album and died before the release of it was Biggie, Uh you know, but um, unless it's a finished album, the creativity is not from the artist. It was just the words and the and the lay lay down of the track for the most part. Um, but to jump right into it, man, um, why do you think artists are more received after they pass? And for example, when I ask that, I think of Nipsey Hussle. Yep. Um, because after he passed, that's when I started listening to him more seriously. You know what I'm saying? So it was like a sense of, well, let me go check out what he's talking about versus I've been listening to him now. Like some people would say like, oh, no, nah, I've been listening to Nipsey Hussle. Nipsey Hussle was this. Nipsey Hussle was that. Who knows if they were doing it or not. But from my standpoint, I was not listening to this. Like I knew who he was, checked out his album. I was like, yeah, cool. Boom, boom. But I never paid attention to him as an artist until after he passed. So my question is, why is that with so many other artists? Like, why don't we pay attention to these artists when they're basically, why don't we give these artists their roses when they're here? I think it's, I think that's kind of a, for me personally, I think is a, to, it might be, you guys see from two different viewpoints, which is you got the people who was real fans and they got the casual run of the mill fan. Um, and then well, it might be shoot three different perspectives because then you got the people who did, absolutely didn't know who it was. Yeah, but I think the outpour is so big because the true fan 
is really emotionally imp- and and emotionally you know torn and drained because you know when you start really investing into an artist emotion is a part of you emotionally invest into an artist so once that artist passed and they're no longer there I mean that's tough you know we saw with, when Pac passed like how many people just kind of it was like we were young at that time and we thought we knew what it felt like right but like me and um me and my uh my other group chat were just some of the homies from college. Uh you know, we we discussed it and we was like, this is what it felt like probably when Pac passed. Like the outpour of emotion, someone that was just prolific, someone that was trying to do some great things, and then he's just immediately gone, just stopped. You know, just gone completely. Uh same thing with Big. Um, so I think it's the uh, the emotion and then people actually see like, wow, that person actually meant something to them. So then they're like, oh man, let's, you know, for the, for the casual fan and the non fan, they're like, oh man, hold up. Why they, they, maybe I need to go listen. Maybe it's something I missed. And for the, you know, non fan, they're like, man, like you just said, you're like, okay, hold up. I need to go listen. Like, why are they so, yeah. why is the emotion, why is the outpour of mourning for this artist so big? So I think it's a, a, a little bit of, I think it's a part of curiosity. And then for the actual fan, it's, it's mourning. And, you know, the fact that this artist is gone, period. Because you you really got to think about it. Like, you'll never see them uh, anymore unless they do that hologram crap. Yeah. Um, which, I ain't going to call it crap. The hologram stuff is okay. That's it's kind of I mean, eerie. The technology but, is cool, but it's, yeah. it's weird. But it's not them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, and then you're like, man, you don't know if there's any more music. Like, the last album may be the last album you ever lived with and you know the, the little bit of body of work that they had so mm-hmm. it's just it's emotions and then it's curiosity people are like dang like why they really like love this guy you know what I'm saying and then you know what I'm saying in the age that we're in now with social media shoot you ain't you ain't got no choice but to see it yeah. so and then you got the other folks who are just completely liars who just want to be like man I've been on them but right nah you really haven't but at that point it's like who cares man you know, yeah. so it's all positive to me most of the time, even though some people got stuff to say, but like, why ain't y'all this and this and that? Why I was here? Like, I don't even pay attention to that. I'm, I just be like, man, he gone. Like, listen, listen to the music that he got. I'm gonna try to spread as much as possible because most time we already already doing that. Like, man, you know, heard this such and such, you know, heard such and such. It's just when they pass, it's like, then you're like really doing it because you just kind of. You know, emotionally invested in the fact that they're gone. So yeah, yeah. Um, something something else that, that popped up in my head, like does like after the artist dies, like if you think about it with with paintings, right? Mm-hmm. After an artist that paints dies, his paintings automatically inflate. The value of his his work is is increased. So yeah. let's 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 move that to a music artist. Does the value of the music artist increase? Once that artist dies, is that a bad thing or a good thing? No, I don't think that's a, uh, I don't think it's a bad thing. I think it's a good thing. I think that it should. Um, and, and I mean, not everything, some stuff, you know, um, some stuff shouldn't be because sometimes like, like for, for instance, I was on NPR.org so that I can kind of guide y'all on where I'm going with this. Uh, NPR.org said that there are three kinds of post-death post, <laughs> post albums. Right. I ain't going to try to pronounce that word posthumously. <laughs> um, but there's one. So the first one is uh, Warm to Touch, which is usually the best uh, post-death releases are ones that you know come out shortly after the uh, death of the artist. And then you have the um, number two, which is the the infinite vault, which is one of the, uh, on the other side, we have the seemingly bottomless catalogs of like, you know, for example, Jimmy Hendrix and Tupac, because everybody know like those guys are workaholics. So yeah. they got so much music, but it's pretty much, you know, as they described it. um, And this is per the website, artists who. Maybe we had, maybe we are really starting to get 
uh, to the stuff in the back of the closet. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. getting to that, getting getting to like you know the stuff that they probably would never release or whatsoever. That's just getting released. But and then it's the uh, I hope I'm saying this right. Pot pori, I, I want to say it's potpourri, but potpourri. I don't know, but. That's the third one, and it's basically said. And then there are examples like an American Prayer, which is a record that has uh, Jimmy Morris reciting poetry over music by the uh, okay, remaining yeah. members of the Doors. Uh, I think that I remember that just uh, never really need to be to exist. So, with that being said, I think that I think it can be a good thing and a bad thing, but. Excuse me, but you know, most time when people die, of course their value is gonna go up because yeah. everybody's gonna be one to rush to listen to due to that emotional outcry. Everybody's want to rush and and relive and listen to their voice again and, and hear their music again. So everybody's gonna rush to that music. So you're gonna have this rush. So yeah, the value is gonna go up. And like we seen with Nipsey Hussle, man, he's getting. And I, I don't want to say that he wouldn't have got these nominations. I think he got some Grammy nominations and things like that. I don't want to say that he wouldn't have gotten them if he was here. But the fact that, you know, it kind of all came out after he died, you can kind of see that people are starting to take notice. Yeah. And so it, it turns to a good thing because if people are listening, those streams are going up and, 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 and people are paying attention. And that means, you know, revenue goes up. Money's coming in, which can potentially take care of his family, uh, set them up after death. So yeah. that's a great thing. Yeah. Now, as far as when you get later on down the line, uh, like I was just reading from the NPR.org, when you get kind of later on down the line and people are just to the point where they're just putting stuff together because they got old verses. Now, I think at that point, it may turn into a bad thing because it kind of starts to hurt that artist's legacy. Because, mm. yeah, if we want to still hear them, but if you pulling out stuff that they want to never put out, then, you know, what, yeah. what's kind of the point, you know? And people's like, oh, you know, people, cause people can see that and they'd be like, that wasn't a, right. you know, <laughs> you know, nobody want to talk bad about the dead, but then right, you kind of right. be like, you gotta you be, be like, real with yourself. that ain't, you be like, man, that, that wasn't hard. Like, why, why would why they, they do put that? that verse on here? Why yeah, would they why do they do that? that? <laughs> uh, I think there was, for example, Drake, um, and uh, yeah, I don't like Drake, but I'm not a big <laughs> fan of Drake. I put it like that. I'm not a fan, but, yeah. um, you know, Drake on his, this last time Scorpion had the whole, uh, Michael Jackson, the song that featured Michael Jackson. Yeah. And a lot of people was like, no, no, they don't like that or whatever. So, you know, sometimes it can turn into a bad thing, but most of the time it's, it's a pretty good thing. Yeah. What you think? Um, Nah, I'm a, I'm totally agreeing with you, man. It's it's for me, it's it's more so emotional than anything. Like you said, man, people people die. They like they realize like this is the last piece of music, artistry, creativity, mindset of anything from this artist. And I love this artist. Mm-hmm. So that that builds the um the fandom, the um the emotion behind it. And, yeah. and you know, once that happens, man, then it catches on like wildfire. Like everybody wants to go listen to it. Um, I remember when Michael Jackson died. Um, I remember the place I was at. I remember uh, what I was doing when I heard the news, um, how I felt and all that stuff. And the emotion behind it, because I'm a huge Michael Jackson fan. Like that song, mm-hmm. that, yeah, that song that Drake did with Michael Jackson didn't touch me in a way that it, like, like most songs from Michael Jackson touch me. But no, no pun intended. Michael Jackson never touched me. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it will be somebody to take right. that out of context, right? Right. But the way, way, uh, like I love his music, man. I love his artistry, his creativity, and everything like that. And I just remember the feeling of hearing that he had passed or whatnot. So, um that created something that created that oh, I need to go back and listen to Michael Jackson. And to this day, man, when I listen to Michael Jackson, I listen to all of it. 
Uh-huh. I can't just listen to, oh, I'm going to just go listen to Thriller. Or I'm going to go just listen to Billie Jean or I'm going to just go listen to Dirty Diana. You know, no, I got to listen to um, Thriller, the album. I got to listen to Bad, the album. You know, I got to listen to uh, what's the first album? Writings on the Wall or yep. Off the Wall. I got to listen <laughs> to that, man. <laughs> yep, absolutely. You know, so that it, it puts that 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 emotion, you know, and, and you know, you're sad. You know, yeah. so the, the value of that artist to me goes up because of that emotion. Um, and and you put and most of the time it's, it's weird because most of the time that an artist dies early, it's tragic because yeah. you think of you think of pop tragically died. You think of Biggie tragically died. Aaliyah Absolutely. tragically died. You know what I'm saying? It was circumstances. Amy Winehouse, Amy Winehouse tragically died. And I think we uh-huh. lost a gym with Amy Winehouse. Absolutely. Like that was that was like I didn't listen to Amy Winehouse at all. But then I started listening to her and to and today I still listen to her every now and again. But I I understood how creative she was, why mm-hmm. she was a good uh, a great artist. Like to me, she wasn't a great singer, but everything behind her making music was great. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. That was amazing. But all these artists tragically dies. And then you're like, oh, man, I'm not getting any more of it. You know, XX Atashian. That's another tragically one. died. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So um, when they release music after they die, it's a, like I said earlier, it's a gift, but it makes you feel good. You know, no matter yeah. like for me, no matter if it's good or bad, I'm going to check it out. You know what I'm saying? Uh, if hey, I if I, I don't like it, I'm not gonna probably not. I ain't gonna really post too much about it or talk too much about it. But I'm still gonna listen to it. Yeah. But if I love it, because you wanna you wanna respect, right? You still wanna respect them. I'm still regardless. a fan. That's yeah. the thing. I'm still a fan of of what they're doing. I'm still a fan of them, even though they're not here. You know what I'm nah, saying? Now the person who who allowed it to put out, I might I might. I might tell you that you was trash for letting that go out. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> the estate behind it. But, right. uh, yeah, you know, producer, whoever. I'm like, hey, 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 you that one did play. Yeah. But, uh, you know, the, the, the feeling behind, like, that artist, when they release music, you start to think about what happened to this artist. It puts you in the mood, you know, if you like with Michael Jackson, I was sad. And so when he he has music come out, I think about how he died. I, then I think about his career of what music he did put out. And it makes it puts me in a better mood. And then the fact that he releases music that I may have not heard before or I may have heard, but put to a different beat. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And it makes me feel better. Um, that's it. And that's the crazy part about it, man. Um with the with music after people die and how their value goes up and you know the feeling it puts in and the the impact it has on their fans on their listeners on on the world in general that's why i think artistry music artistry artistry period creativity period is so important to the world because it affects the world in a positive manner, I believe. So mm-hmm. um, I know that's off topic, man. Start getting on my soapbox or whatnot. But anyway, how do you feel <laughs> when an artist has music has music released after they pass, man? It, it depends. Yeah, it depends on when I when I first take it in. So like when most time when the music is released after artists pass, it, it really kind of like most time the estate probably has control over it. Yeah. So yeah, definitely the state has control. Like yeah. you, you would think that whoever they like, that's why it's so important to do estate planning. Like regardless of anything, whoever you say, hey, has control over my music or whatever, that's who releases the stuff. So, mm-hmm. so it, it's probably a state, <laughs> and I, I don't know if I couldn't find anything that said that the record label had anything to do with it. But I think most time it's the state. And then, you know, so that's like friends and family yeah. that that had that decision. So like after death, if you you just asked me how I feel when they release music after death. It's kind of an eerie thing. Like yeah. I like it because I get a chance to hear something that we probably never would have heard. Oh, we made like when in Mac Miller's case, it was an album that he was already working on. And the same with like Big. Big had it. It was pretty much yeah, done. Big's album was done. He was yeah, on it was, tour yeah. for it. 
it was pretty much done. And then instead of like them completely cutting it off and being like, oh man, you done passed, just cut it. We ain't gonna release it. And it just, you know, dead in the water. Instead of that, you actually get this work. So a piece of me is like, man, this is great. I get to hear something new, something from, you know, one of my favorite artists after they pass. But but also it's kind of an eerie thing because you kind of hear the, you know, you're hearing you're hearing someone that has passed. You're hearing their voice again or they put together a visual for the album and you're like, you know, you're getting to see them again. And it's it's like it's not. I guess in a sense, it's not totally like real. Cause they're not here, you know, they just kind of putting together clips and stuff. Cause like that Mac Miller video, I kind of briefly saw it this morning. I didn't look at and it. I was, yeah, I saw it and I was like, I looked at it and it was like, Oh, they got a video for it. So, yeah. you know, most of that time it's like, you know, a little B, uh, B roll. And what I mean by B roll is, you know, yeah. it's like extra stuff that they filmed throughout the years where they kind of construct, Put, put stuff together to kind of construct a visual oh, yeah. and you know it just sometimes it's just kind of it's kind of eerie seeing that artist even you know after they've passed and kind of just like you know kind of looking at them moving around and stuff like that and like in a sense you just kind of feel good about it but it is kind of sometimes it's kind of it's, it's kind of eerie kind of strange just a little bit because you know that they're no longer here so a couple of things that kind of go through. Sometimes I just try, I, I try my best just to enjoy it and not to think, but I'm a thinker. So yeah. sometimes I'm like, man, I wonder if he would even put this out. Like, how did he feel about this? Is this something that he would have let everybody use? And I guess in a sense, you're kind of like, well, it don't matter now because he's gone, but you still kind of want to respect that legacy and all right. that. So, you know, as if they were still here. Like even you know? if they had the choice to, like, how would they produce this if they if they could? Kinda. Exactly. Yeah. No, nah, I I get you on that, man. Because that's the same thing I've been thinking about. Like, if if how would you construct a song? Like, Pimp C did a few. Well, I don't know. Did Pimp C die? Like after, like before his music came out. Yeah, but he I passed. Know, I know he had some tracks out that he passed, and he was just his vocals was put on. But I I always think about Pimp C in that in that case. Or when I think about those things, it's like because Pimp C was a producer. You know what I'm saying? And so because mm. he was a producer, how would he produce tracks after he he had passed? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I always think about what type of creativity, we, because I feel like you have to come with a different type of creativity to be sensitive to the subject. Because it, I, I mean, like you wouldn't put out, like if you was making a video of somebody after they passed, let's just, for example, Whitney Houston, you wouldn't put her in a video with a bathtub full of uh, drugs. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because of, yeah. you know, she passed. That's that's the way they found her. You know, yeah. so, you know, or, or you know, you wouldn't put a video of somebody in a, in a uh, shootout and they died because wow. of the shooting. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's, it's how would they, that artist create that vi- that video or that that create that project that music um for them you know what yeah. I'm saying or how would it be different you know yeah and also sometimes uh kind of going it was something that Trinidad James said in in the I think Trinidad James <laughs> yeah I want to say and if y'all haven't checked it out man check out our artist spotlight on Trinidad James but I want to say it was in the interview with Sway uh-huh. That's what I want to say. But he put out the record to um, playlist and Trinidad said that he already comes with like his vision of how he wants it to go. But on this particular one, it was the director that directed the video. And I can't remember his name at the moment. So forgive me. But he's he works with the director of the video actually works with two chains in him. So uh-huh. that's a clue. But he said that he said that he allowed him he 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 um he he decreased his control over everything so that 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 producer would actually you know he allowed him to take over the vision and it came out really well so in that sense like 
you know, so a lot of artists are, are very controlling of their art, which, you know, of course, man, we hear that from Eric about dude, that classic line. I'm an artist and I'm sensitive right. about my, sh-, you know, so for in the sense of what Trinidad James said and kind of bringing it back to what you were saying, it is very interesting that it would be like, OK, this artist has this vision of how their music want to be. But sometimes if you allow someone else to write your vision for you, sometimes it turns into something beautiful, something amazing. Yeah. So in that sense, sometimes you're like listening to these records and like, you're like, man, I wonder if that artist would have liked that or, or if they would have released it like this. Cause most of the time man, it's unfinished products and they putting stuff together to make it whole. Right. Most so, of the time it's demos. Like, yeah, when versus they first came that, out, you, you yeah know? a lot of stuff. And like, when you get to that, it's like, you know, sometimes it's like, man, what if they had this particular person in the corner saying, oh, man, if you put this like this, then it's going to be crazy. Right. You know, giving that extra stuff, giving that extra, you know, what I'm saying um, to the music. So it, it's, it can be a double edged sword. Like sometimes people just putting stuff together, put out. I don't know if they money hungry or they just like, man, let's just keep putting this out. Or they just so because you got some people who are like even closer than, you know, are. Well, not even closer, but are closer than the fans. You got producers, engineers, you got the estate, you got the label and stuff like that. They got to people need money and all them type of factors that go into play. So sometimes people rush stuff and put crap together and release it. And then sometimes people sit there and find stuff and puts and and have a totally different vision that because, you know, artists get writer's block. I mean, shoot, we get writer's block. Right. So, (laughs) you know, they might take an unfinished song and be like, you know what? What do we put that verse on here? Take this one from this unfinished one, put this one from here, and put a whole song together. And you're like, man, this thing is jamming out the frame. Yeah. So at that point, you're like, shoo. You know, it it might be a you know, it might, might be turn a, smash. Out a really good thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and, the, and you know, sometimes artists get in their own way. They yeah. might have never would have worked with that producer. I never would have worked with that engineer. I maybe would have ever worked with you know. Such and such in the third, you know, uh, for a perfect example, you know, when Dre left Death Row, I mean, we heard the disc record. Pac was talking about Dre. But what, you know, after Pac passed, and I don't know if this happened because I can't, at this moment, I can't recall if if Dre uh, worked on any of his work post-death for Pac. But what if, you know, for example, Pac was like, man, I'll never work with him again. We know how Pac was. And yeah. then, you know, he passed and then, you know what I'm saying, it just so happened, Dre has some stuff lying around and he's able to get all of it cleared for one. Yeah. And then, you know, somebody brought him in to kind of work on some of Pac's stuff post-death. And it turned out to be, like, just incredible. And then at that point, you kind of wonder, like, dang, like, if he, you know, it, this probably would have never happened if he didn't, if, you know, if he didn't have passed. Because, you know, it was at the point where, like, you know how we are as, as humans, you know, if we if we cut you off, we cut you off. <laughs> right. You know? And, and you know, off we, you know, we forgive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, at, at some points we forgive, but, you know, like, so just kind of going back to what we were talking about, you know, uh, well, just to bring it out full circle, you know, it could be a good thing. It could be a bad thing. You can, it, it, it could really turn out to be a really beautiful thing. Right. Uh, after, after it. So, yeah, yeah. man. Yeah. So, I know, uh, I'm glad you brought up Pac, man, because this question is uh, I don't know the answer to. I don't have a a real good answer to it. But my thoughts about Big and Pac, they were they were like of our time. They're one of the biggest artists of our time to have passed and yeah. and still release music and to have a big effect. We know like anybody that's a that's a fan of music has heard about Biggie has heard about Pac. They're so huge. They died in their prime or right before mm-hmm. their prime. And um, the question that popped up was because they, because they died when they died, would they still be considered like, where do you feel like they're, Legend would have had, would have led if they were able if they stayed uh if they never were killed yeah like because I can't answer that question only because I feel like both Biggie and Pac were um 
such staples in in the the route that rap was going at the time. Um, they meant so much to the industry at the time. It was like I can't say like at some point they would have changed. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Absolutely. At some point it it would have the like I feel like Biggie Biggie standing alive, Jay, we wouldn't have the Jay Z that we have now because of the competition there. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, I, but I think their legend would have been even bigger than what it is. I, I feel like they would have crossed over into a lot of other things which allow more creativity from future artists. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I still think knows? they would be creating music right now. And who knows? We we may have had like a better Jay-Z Possibly. with the competition like that. Like you you really never know. Like that's like it's a there's no wrong answer to the question. Right, right. Uh, uh, there's a disrespectful answer. People can be pretty disrespectful, but there's really no wrong answer to the question. It's just kind of fantasy and imagine what it would be. I know and, and maybe the people closest to them probably have the answer because they knew what their move, next moves were. Yeah. Like, like I'm not saying, I want to say Charlemagne may have said it or was it uh, one of the members of the Outlaws but yeah, I think I think they him. said that um they said that Pac would have been probably been in movies. No, and he if you kind of look he at definitely would have been in movies. Like yeah, well he was already in movies, but he probably would have been just transi- like, transitioned completely, completely into over. that. Yeah, because if you you remember, man, Pac was I mean he was already having the mu- movies and he was already you know doing those things, but kind of kind of thinking about you know Pac and kind of where he was going. <laughs> It is, there's really no wrong answer. We really don't know. Yeah. Like he could have transitioned over in the movies, and then Pac, you know, Pac was a Pac was an activist anyway. Yeah, he could have he could have turned into a full blown activist and just going out there making incredible change. It, there's really no telling what yeah. to what would have happened as far as big man. Uh, big is like big is the big is the greatest of all time. Yeah. Big would have. I, I really don't know what Big would have been doing because I don't want to say that he would have still been making music, but man, he was so dope and could tell the story so vivid that it's it's possible, man. He he probably would still be making music to this day, like hits. Uh, so what, it, we just don't know. What would be the, <laughs> the bed like from the artist today? What collaboration would you like want to see? With them, from artists from today, yeah. Ooh, I I want to see. I would have. I know one that that's right off the top of my head. I would have wanted to see Big Ross and Dobie on a record together. Oh, okay, <laughs> not because they were all like, and, and before somebody said, because somebody said, "Oh, you want all the big guys on the record yeah. together?" Look, chill. But you know, just kind of thinking about. Man, you, you listen to Ross today and how he spits and how he's grown as an artist from his first album. Like that man can talk you into, man, he can he can spit a flow that will have you just go. He'll make you go outside, yeah. want to hustle your tail right. off. Right, right. And then Dobie being the younger of the three was the, and yeah, and I'll repeat a dope B man for sure. Being the youngest of the three and kind of coming out and just kind of if you if you if you was listening to Dope B at at that time and kind of looking and actually paying attention to the buzz that he was generating, yeah, like Doe was dope. He could spit too. And then if you if you tie that all up in a bow with with big on it, just kind of directing that, like it, it's kind of like a. It almost be like a, a past, present, and a future type of type of deal. Yeah, and, and just kind of seeing how that would have played out on the record. Oh man, man, I, I don't know. The beat would have had to been correct because, like, I know that we finally, I know, in in recent, if we're talking about history, we've actually gotten those records where we was like, man, we wish this person, this person on the record, and then we got it, and then the record was like, that wasn't. That wasn't how I imagine it, <laughs> you right, know. Right, right, right. <laughs> uh, but like everything would have just had to fall into place, and man, even if you don't put Dobie on that record, having Big and Ross on the same record would have right. been crazy. I have the, uh, 
<laughs> so yeah, man, that that would have been that would have been one. And then, man, I, I love to hear Amy Amy Winehouse sing. Man, could Amy Winehouse and Adele do a record together? Oh man! Oh my goodness! That that'll be nice. Ah, uh, yeah, that would be nice. That would be nice. Like, dude, I like it's funny because I've thought about this like so many times. Um. It's crazy because I got I got a few of them with with Biggie. Like I literally want everybody to do a song with Biggie, <laughs> but it will be it's the weirdest thing. It'll be on a Juicy J produced out uh, track, <laughs> <laughs> right? Hey, them three six mafia beats, man, are so fire. Cause you know it's gonna it's in the trunk. You got Juicy J on the beat. You got well, B- look. I, I want Juicy J and DJ Paul. On the beat. Okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you got them on the beat. You got mm-hmm. um Biggie, Two Chains, J. Cole, and Three Stacks all on this song. Smasher. It's definitely a smasher. Then I want to see Pac and, and Kendrick do a song together. Pac and Biggie do a song together. There is a song, I think, with Kendrick and Pac. Is it? Oh. I think it is. I'm talking about new lyrics and everything. Well, yeah. I mean, if they were like <laughs> on a Timberland beat, if Pac was alive <laughs> with uh, on a Timberland beat, on a Timberland beat, man. Uh, I'm a fan of Timberland. Know. I'm a fan of Timberland. I'm just, I'm just trying to think with that. I'm trying to think of Timberland beats right now. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, nah, yeah, yeah, Kendrick and and Pac on the same record. If Pac was alive yeah, today. Yeah, if Pac was alive today, man. Not a forgotten verse somewhere. Right, but, right. Nah, but I, 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 I think new. there is a Kendrick Kendrick and Pac record somewhere. Yeah, look it up, man. Find that out, man. But yeah. yeah. Dreams I'm, I'm is looking a up dream, funny man. So. I was just, oh, man, I just thought about someone else. Oh, like, I would like to hear like something with Marvin Gaye's uh, vocals on it. Like anything. Like just yeah. have him in the back, like I need to go make a uh, become a producer. So, <laughs> man, yeah, yeah. I, I was going to say something about Kurt Cobain. Oh, go ahead. But I don't know who we would have him collab with. I don't know. I ain't really listened to <laughs> any of their music. What was that? Nine Nine Inch Nails. No, Kurt Cobain, Nirvana. No, nah, didn't they Nirvana? That's what it. I knew it was something with an N, man. Yeah, I couldn't think of it. I ain't really listen to that music like that, man. I well, I caught For, the tail end. Forgive so. me. <laughs> I caught the tail end of it. We was young, so you yeah. Know. But I just kind of remember. Uh, I want to say Teen Spirit was yeah. a record, but I just kind of remember that record and kind of how that um, and kind of how that. How dope that! How big that record was, and kind of, kind of remembering his his voice on that record and all that, and it's kind of just like, man, Kirk Cobain was dope. Uh, if he wouldn't have uh, passed, yeah. Well, he's still dope. Period. But just saying, you know. <laughs> right. Nah, I feel you. I feel you. And even the same for Jimi Hendrix. I kind of went back and you know listened to a ton of that. Yeah. But yeah, you know. So yeah, I was trying to think of that. Uh, just kind of involved Kirk Cobain in there. But yeah, man. Yeah. 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 Well, still guys. looking for that Kendrick album. Still looking for it. <laughs> you still looking for uh, it. Yeah, I I find it hopefully before yeah. this is over. But um <laughs> guys, what do you guys think about posthumous music, post-death music, music being released um after an artist passes away and we can't get any more of their great creativity with their music or their artistry? How does it make you feel? And is it fair to the artist for the music to be released in in whatever way it's being released? Like with the demos, uh, like with uh, like Prince, Prince, uh, Prince's estate has been a part of a lot of controversy and everything like that. But they released a a song through uh, uh, not a song, but an album through Warner Brothers. Um. And pretty Which, much it was compiled of a lot of uh well compiled of original demo versions of Prince's songs. Uh, which is very which is also very interesting because as legend has it, 
um, Prince would Prince was independent. He didn't fool with labels. Right. So right. Yeah. And so it's it's you know, and that's why I say it was it was a lot of controversy behind um, Prince's estate or whatnot. So um, you know, so like and and these are songs I don't think Prince would have ever released. A lot of the songs were given to other artists and mm-hmm. and that he wrote he wrote the songs for um or whatnot. But you know, we never know. But um, you know, let us know what you guys think. Comment on our IG, Instagram, uh, at Speaker Gigas Podcast or on Facebook at Speaker Gigas Podcast. And also, if you haven't already, subscribe to Speaker Geekers Podcast um, yep. and join the discussion of what we're talking about. It's always going to be about music, um, hip hop, R&B. Uh, we're going to start getting into some of the creativity parts of production and everything like that. So join our, join in on the discussion with that. Um, like I oh. said, subscribe. You find the, you found the track. Yeah, yeah. Not in a row, but... Uh, from what I'm saying, it is is actually not uh, is is um is on the closing of to pimp a butter to pimp to pimp a butterfly <laughs> to pimp a butterfly. Mortal man is uh they kind of used the interview from Pac and kind of infused it with the uh, the record. So I'm gonna have to go back and listen to that. But I knew it was it was there somewhere. Yeah. So yeah, check that out. But um yeah uh carry on. uh, i want to thank you all for uh listening to us in this um this episode of uh speaker geekers podcast was produced by 3m media Uh, follow me on ig at tommy townsend third you can follow steve steve o steve at on ig at the great steve o steve with a Um, d with a d a not a T-H-E. Not a T-H-E. Not and, a T-H-A. Uh, not a T-H-A but a, either. D- but a D-A. Duh. Yeah. Steve-O Steve. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, so um, that's all I got, man. Hey, what's my favorite two records from Big Creek? Y'all can answer that on the next one. I have, I have no, I don't, I don't forgot, man. See, see. I don't mm-hmm. forget. I'm going to I'm gonna have to go back and listen mm-hmm. to it. But anyway, guys, I'm out. Peace. Peace.